Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ Network. Step into Celine. A city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels and eerie sleepwalkers. Meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street, newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humor with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. Experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. That's S-E-L-E-N-E. Or visit www.rusticquill.com for more information. Hi, everyone. 
Alex here with a couple of words ahead of this, the final episode of the Magnus Archives. Firstly, we wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who helped us get here. All the cast, crew, volunteers, fans and friends we've had working with us over the years. Making something on this scale is only ever possible when a huge number of dedicated people work together, and we never could have made it all the way to episode 200 without everyone involved. So thank you. Secondly, we wanted to thank you, the listener. If you're hearing this, then you have probably listened to a lot of the Magnus Archives. It has been an honour coming on this journey with you, and we hope you'll stick around and join us on other shows across the RQ network. Thirdly, you may be wondering what happens with Magnus now. Well, no need to panic, we still have a whole roster of postseason content to come out via our normal release schedule, along with additional Patreon content and other things besides. Not only that, but from 5pm GMT, Thursday 25th of March, that's pretty much right now if you're listening to this at release, we are going to be streaming a little digital shindig as some cast and crew drop by to celebrate the end of the show. So be sure to check that out at twitch.tv forward slash rusty underscore quill. That's all for now. Thank you so much from everyone at Rusty Quill. And we hope you enjoy the final instalment of the Magnus Archives. Rusty Quill presents The Magnus Archives Episode 200 Last Words it must be. Where's Martin? I rather thought he'd be the one to do the deed. I see. Going it alone, are we? Probably for the best. Empathy only holds you back in the end. you failed. Have I? Immortality. It's impossible. Even without me, nothing escapes entropy. Not forever. 
not even fear. Yes. Pity. I suppose I always knew that, deep down. But it was wonderful while it lasted. I've seen more than I could have lived in a thousand lifetimes, and every moment was Shut so... up! It ends now. All of it. I am going to take this world that you used me to create, and I am going to burn it out. It's the only way. I'm going to leave it a barren, lifeless void, cold and unafraid, and then finally, when everyone's gone and I am all that's left, I will have the satisfaction of knowing that I'll be leaving these things that you serve trapped and starving in their own private hell. That we serve. Not for much longer. <laughs> I wonder if they're even capable of fearing their own ends. I look forward to finding out. Look, John, as fun as all this melodrama is, enough is enough. We both know that you don't have it in you. <coughs> that was for Sasha. John, wait! <coughs> for Tim! Please, John, don't go! <coughs> and all the others. Please, John. I don't want to die. Neither did they. But no one escapes at the end. You are dismissed. Right. Y yes, of course, sir. Thank you. nothing, went nowhere, knew not what it was. Then it became, or perhaps it always was and simply entered. But fear was here and true and was itself 
and it hungered. It wished to know more. It wished to feel more. It wished to be more. And to those things that hurried through the grass, that shivered through the night in their burrows and their caves because they knew the dark held flashing talons and shining eyes, they fed the fear. It was blunt and it was simple, but still it was solid enough to satisfy. And the thing that was fear was sated and content. Then came minds that knew it differently. They grew slowly over the millennia. Inch by inch they found new things to dread. The fear of their own end, of the things that lived in the darkness, became a fear of the darkness itself. And as they grew to know what it is that they saw, to give it names and struggle at learning, so too did they learn to fear that their eyes might deceive them or show them too much. And as they learned to know their friends and kin, so too did they learn to fear the unknown figure, the coming of the stranger, and the silence when they were alone. And when they found fire, that bright ignition of home and hope and progress, the thing that was fear gorged itself on a newfound terror once again. And as these tiny, strange minds grew and learned, they did something new. They began to take their thoughts, their instincts and their horrors, and they crystallized them. They gave them sound and form and shape to share them. And as they did, the thing that was fear felt itself begin to tear, to crack and fracture along a thousand unseen fault lines. It bled and warped and multiplied and could no longer see itself as once it did. It could never be whole again. But within these forms were freedoms, new and wonderful dreads to push and explore, new muscles to flex. The joy of oozing, crawling pestilence as minds distrusted their own corrupted bodies. The satisfaction of surrounding them, suffocating them, reaching down into them and drinking in their panic as breath failed them. And as they grew to learn their place within the world, the pathetic meagerness of their own existence, they could not spin a story rich or grand enough to fully hide their own awful insignificance, lost and alone in the terrible greatness of the universe. And by the time these minds had reached a point of intricacy to lie and scheme and puppet one another, they had also learned to conceive of war. And as the things that were fear hovered at the edge of the world, the flowing horror of these minds nourished them, swelling some and withering others, pushing and pulling the shattered, swirling mass of terror into ever newer and undiscovered forms. And something else began to happen. Some minds did not simply recoil from them and feed them. Some seemed almost to call them, to court them, to hunger for them in return. Minds that saw the faces of the things that were fear and were compelled as much as they were repulsed. 
whether or not they knew what it was they did, they called out, and they were answered. Time is different for fear, and it cannot be said exactly who was the first to open themselves and be filled with the power of terror. A hermit, huddled in a pitch-black cave through winter, who emerged and brought the depth of night with him, wherever he trod. A pestilent chieftain, who found her breath sloughed from her body and rotted, whatever it touched. A warrior, driven from their village, who found their face as smooth and shifting as the sands of their home. Which came first does not matter. The unseen gap was bridged, and the thin veil between the world that was and the things that were fear had been torn ever so slightly. And with this tear they grew stronger, bolder, pouring themselves into the world and creating monsters. Long things that wore you like a suit, Smiling things that stripped you from your bones, unseen things that watched and watched and watched and never left you. And with each new creation, each new servant, the fears reached further and fed the things that made them. And with this newfound power came greed, the hunger for more, the unformed, unfocused but impossibly huge desire to exist to join the minds that gave them shape and purpose and finally drink their fill till they were one and the same. They had no concept of how or when or even why, but they needed it. They needed it. And so the things that were fear began to sing, to draw ever more multitudes to them, to shape them and push them and beg them for freedom for existence. But though they jostled and pushed and fought to emerge, they could not. For they could not conceive of what or where they were beyond the words and images the minds below could give them. But there was one, the part that some would call the spider, that had been given a gift beyond all its brethren. The minds that feared grew suspicious of their own schemes, of connections and consequences, and over time these suspicions became threads, then webs, then nerves that granted the spider, the mother of puppets, the hidden machination, a mind of its own, to plot and plan and draw its own connections, its own conclusions, wheels within wheels within wheels. It would not, could not tell its other parts, for were they even able to understand such things which they could not? To trust, to share in such a way, ran counter to its very essence. And so it drew its plan to escape, not only this ephemeral cage of non-existence, but even the very reality into which they might break. And it chose its fool, the great eye, the most unwise of all the fragments, forever seeking and consuming knowledge that it could not comprehend. It played and twisted, and through the eye brought about a new world, a wide and unending vista of terror and agony, and the place from which it might spread, 
and spin another web far grander than anything conceived of in the minds that birthed it. Finally, it would find its escape, and with it, apotheosis. No, it won't. It has only found its end. John? John! Martin, what are you doing here? Oh, thank God. Just, just, just stop what you're about to do, okay? I know that you think that... Hey. What's that? Elias. Jonah Magnus. He's... You didn't. I'm sorry, Martin. You didn't. No, 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 no. This is... You can't. I did. I am. Why? You know why. I can't let them out. I can't. Not again. What have you done, John? Go tell the others. It's over. <laughs> no, you don't understand. What? I'm sorry, John. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I saw you had gone and, and I knew that you... You couldn't help yourself. You never could. I knew you'd lied to me, that you were going in alone. Martin, what did you do? I told them to go early. To do it straight away and I'd keep you talking until they were done. Oh, Martin. I didn't think you'd go through with it, not without me. I can't believe you'd do this, that you'd leave me like this. You swore to me. You swore to me, you bastard. Martin, I'm still here. Are you? How much of you is even left now? It's still me, Martin. I'm still here. How would you even know? I'm sorry, Martin, I am, but it's done. You can hate me, you can scream at me, but it won't change anything. I had to do this, and you promise. Don't you dare say that. Don't you dare. I'm sorry. We can still be together, here, until it's over. You're not listening. You never listen. They are down there buying those things and lighting it right now. It's fine, Martin. I'll call off the servitors. They can't light it if they don't have... If they don't... Wait up. Oh. No. John! Martin, I... John, we have to get out of here. I... I can't. Martin, I can't. Oh, this place. God damn it, John! I can withstand it. I just told you. Come on, John! Come on! No. I can feel the ball, the web, the tapes at once. No. I won't let it. For God's sake, John, move! I can't. Martin, get out of here. What's going to be left of me after this? You can't see that. No! I can't protect you from this. Go! I'm not leaving you trapped here, killing the world while I watch. If you stay, you'll die. Then I'll die. No! Ah! <laughs> please. I can't lose you. Not like this. Tom. Where you go, I go. That's the deal. Okay. What? 
do it. The knight's just there. Let them go. I'm not going to kill you. Cut the tether. Send them away. Maybe we both die. Probably. But maybe not. Maybe. Maybe everything works out. And we end up somewhere else. Together? One way or another. Together. I don't think I can. It has to be you. The I won't let me do it. Are you sure about this? No. But I love you. I love you too. works. You found something? Just one of the old tape recorders. God, tough little bastards aren't they? Yep. No luck? No, still no sign of them. No bodies though. It's a good sign maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's time to accept that they're gone. Hmm. And honestly, it's probably for the best. I mean, I just don't think people would exactly be understanding. You remember what happened when they found Simon Fairchild? Yeah. And he's not just some powerless left-behind avatar. You know, we're talking about the archivist. Yeah, okay, you've made your point. It would just be nice to know for sure. All we can do is hope. I suppose. We should go. It'll be dark soon and we still need batteries for the night lights. And I'm sure Rosie's keen for us to take the Admiral back off her hands. She's alright. He's calmed down a lot. Thank God for Tin Tuna. What do you want me to do with this? Leave it. We're done with tapes. Want me to smash it? I think we can probably just turn it off. Hmm. Okay. If anyone's listening. Goodbye. I'm sorry, and good luck. The Magnus Archives is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. 
Today's episode was written by Jonathan Sims, produced by Lorianne Davis, and directed by Alexander J. Neal. It featured Jonathan Sims as The Archivist, Ben Meredith as Jonah Magnus, Hannah Brankin as Rosie, Alexander J. Newell as Martin Blackwood, Frank Voss as Basira Hussein, Lydia Nicholas as Melanie King, and Sasha Sienna as Georgie Barker. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website, or on Reddit at r slash the Magnus Archives. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Eddie Ryan, Nihon, Anna Kiselevich, Jade Rose Fulford, Andrea Jones, Ashley McManus, Kate Schwichtenberg, Eric Magnuson, Kyle Jet Peterson, Stripey Tail, C. Porter, Number 9, Deandra Mazura, Isaac Passad, and every patron who has ever supported us. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate your support. And thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi everyone, it's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ Network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn, and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to now. Search for Divisor wherever you listen to podcasts. That's D-E-V-I-S-E-R. Or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information.